Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Last night we had the Dally M Awards, well part one of it anyway, and I've got to be honest with you, it all seemed a little bit confusing to me before it started. I couldn't understand why we were having a two-parter, I thought potentially we might hand out some positional awards, um, you know, and then maybe have the Dally M medal the week after. I wasn't really sure what this was going to be, and I've got to tell you, I got about halfway through this and just thought, why are we doing this? What, what is this? Why, why, why are we separating this into two nights that, I'm sorry, it blatantly obviously should be one. Why are we dragging this out over two nights? And look, I'm not going to, well, I, I am, but I never thought I'd complain about us having an extra football event on. But I just don't understand what was the point of last night. I don't understand what Fox League is trying to do here. Uh, I think Brayton Astor said at the start that everything's a little bit different this year, so we're going to do it differently. And I, I, I don't know why. It's not broken. Don't try and fix it. Why are we doing the Dally M over two nights? makes little to no sense to me. And to me, I'm very interested to see what it looks like next week because we've now heard from the five guys that are in contention for it. We've seen highlights packages. We've we've done all that. I just... I don't know how much we gain out of having... out of coming off the back fence a week before the event to nominate the five guys that could potentially win it. I mean, of those five guys, is anyone expecting DCE to win it? I don't think so. Is anyone expecting Nathan Cleary to win it? I don't really think so. Is anyone expecting Cody Walker to win it? Probably not, realistically. He's played well enough to win it in just about any other season ever. But, I mean, it has to be turbo, doesn't it? Teddy's been unbelievable as well, but how could it not be Tom Travojevic? How could it possibly not be Tom Travojevic with the way that he's finished the season? Uh, you have a look at, at where that Dally M table is at, and I think he's one point off Nathan Cleary. I think in his last five games, he scored 10 tries and had one loss in that. I mean, that is a minimum of another 10 points for him. I, ju- I can't see this going any other way 
then Turbo winning it. And yes, obviously it, it becomes a lot more obvious when you do have that Dally M leaderboard. But I mean, was anyone tipping anyone outside of Tom Travojevic to win this realistically? You've got to remember it's the regular season as well. So, I mean, the Manly Seagulls, they slowed down a little bit over the last two weeks to some extent, but that doesn't matter because it's the Dally M medal. It's the regular season award. So I just don't understand why we had last night, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, yes, gave us something to watch on a Monday night, which was good, great. But I just, I, I don't, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It just seems like a bit of an odd one. Uh, we had the coaches nominees that we put up as well. I mean, if you gave a ballot paper to every single rugby league fan and said, hey, who do you think the five nominees are going to be? I mean, I reckon 99% would have come up with these five names. 99% that aren't biased, that don't hate certain people. How could you come up with anyone else other than Robinson, Bellamy, Hasler, Cleary, Bennett. I mean, it has been a competition that has been dominated by six teams. The sixth team was Parramatta. They sort of fell off a cliff at the back end, really found some form in finals, though, to be fair. But I don't think anyone ever really had them on the same level as these other guys in this competition. Uh, Trent Robinson, he's the only one that's not playing this week, and he had probably the worst injury run we've ever seen, and his team finished fifth. They would have been you know, top four side in vast majority of the last 20 seasons. I mean, I, I just think a lot of the stuff that they went through last night, it was an hour on the, uh, it was an hour telecast to point out some of the most obvious things imaginable. It was good to see try the year, that one that Turbo scored, Ruben Garrick and stuff. But like, I mean, that's sort of what I took out of this. I, the, that was the main thing I took out of this, which for me, when it comes to the Dallium Awards, I, I couldn't even tell you what the other tries of the year were. I, I don't care. It's cool to see that highlight. I get it. But I don't care. I really don't. It should be part of the main act that is on next week. Now, next week is the one that I'm looking forward to. I think that's going to be sensational. I do love Dallium Night, uh, where you get to see who was the best in their position. It's always a little bit controversial with the Daily M, no doubt about it. But I just don't... I I don't know how they dragged that out last night to be an hour, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, And then the way that they've categorized it down into, you know, five dudes. I mean, when you have a look at the ladder at the end of those points, like, there's a couple of other guys that were right up there. One one guy that impressed me, and obviously he shouldn't be included in the top five because he's not playing anymore, was Roger Tuovasa-Shek. For a guy that was in a team that was battling... In a team that he said, hey, I'll jump on the wing and play out there so we can give this young kid a go. And then he left early to be on 21 points. I think that's a pretty impressive effort from Roger Tuovasa-Shek. He really flew under the radar. Benny Hunt was up there as well. He, of course, was injured for the back end, which was sensational see. I couldn't believe that Brandon Smith wasn't up there. I understand that forwards don't get um, points. I get that. You're preaching to the choir there. But I thought that he'd really done enough this year and scored enough tries to get a few points, get a few votes up there. But it's the way it goes sometimes. Jerome Hughes was up there as well. I thought he probably deserved to be mentioned in this top five, but maybe he peels off a little bit in the back end. But as I said, I enjoyed last night. It was okay. But I just sat there and sort of thought, why are we doing this? Why is this an hour show the week before we announce all these things? And all you've really done is announce some of the most obvious things that even the most casual fans could have probably predicted anyway. So just my take on it. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, As I said, it's one more rugby league show that we can sit and enjoy, but just seemed a little bit odd to me. But the thing that really blew me away, and this might be a little bit over the top. You You might think I'm carrying on a little bit, but they did a montage for each and every player. All really good. You know, Fox League, uh, KO, they, they tend to do this stuff really well. And then it got to DCE. You look at those five. DCE, he stands out like a sore thumb. He's had a really good season, 
But he hasn't had a great season. I mean, he's he's been really solid, but I wouldn't put him anywhere near those other four guys, to be honest with you. Uh, mainly Tom Trevojevic, who his team featuring DCE was going like an absolute bustard until he returned. And then Tommy went on the best form run of all time. Yes, DCE has played well. Don't, don't think I'm criticizing DCE here, but I just think the hype up around this was a little bit too much. If I was at Fox League, I probably would have cut it at four. I probably wouldn't have put DCE in there. Yes, he's had a really good season. He's been unreal. But as far as leading into this week, maybe DCE gets a heap of points and he finishes second or third. I'm not sure. I I would have to assume something like that happens for them to include him. But I would have gone for the four, personally. It felt like a bit of a filler. We all know DCE isn't going to win it. They spoke to DCE. It was blatantly obvious he wasn't going to win it. But I just want you to have a listen to the montage that they put together of DCE. Uh, I'll play it for you now most prestigious individual honour. They are superstar Panther Nathan Cleary, electric South playmaker Cody Walker, 2019 Dalian medalist James Tedesco, the unstoppable force Tom Trebojevic, and our final contender, his clutch captain. Leaders and match winners, the rarest and most valuable commodity in rugby league. Daly Cherry Evans is up there with the best of them. Cherry Evans goes straight through. When the game's on the line and there's a minute on the clock, you want the ball with Jordan, Kobe, Brady, Ronaldo, DCE. Something magic about this kid. Let me take you back to round five. Manly, winless and sitting dead last. Pressure, immense. Enter DCE. DCE. he's done for 11 straight seasons. It sparked the Seagulls' irresistible charge to the top four. And while Tommy Turbo dominated the highlight reels, this calm, reassuring veteran is the mastermind. The general behind one of the most dangerous and unpredictable attacks in the NRL. The kid who was raised on the footy fields of Redcliffe who became the most polarising player in the game. He overcame a mountain of adversity and boy, it made him tough. Premiership winner, a Clive Churchill medalist and the captain of his club and state. The NRL's most reliable player, Daly Cherry Evans. 11 seasons of excellence at the Sea Eagles. Daly Cherry Evans is one of the most natural match winners of the modern era. The conductor of Manly's rapid rise to Premiership heavyweight, who's now plotting how to return to the grand final for the third time in his career. Michael Jordan and DCE, how on earth did this get through the production room and them say, yep, yeah, this is the one? I, wow, this one is, this was the most exciting thing to come out of this evening for me. And it made no sense whatsoever. And as I said before, it's not a huge deal. And I'm not having a crack at DC. He's had a good season. He's a fantastic footballer. But for them to make this montage and put DC alongside Michael Jordan and Kobe, I don't really know enough about soccer to comment on Ronaldo, but. My God, Jordan and Kobe Bryant and DCE, what on earth? How the hell 
did this manage to get through? I I mean, and look, I think as fans, we all understand DCE's been really good in a team that's had the best guy in form ever. I mean, I think we can all accept that, yes, DCE has played a role. He hasn't been the main guy. There's no need to try and compare him to some of the biggest sporting icons our planet has ever seen. I just think it's ridiculous. Is DCE great in the clutch? 100% he is. He is a champion player in the clutch. He is sensational. DCE played his last grand final eight years ago. DCE won his last premiership 10 years ago. I mean, are we? what's going on here? DCE became an origin half, five, eight, whatever it might be, once other guys that should be in the conversation or potentially in the stratosphere of Jordan, of Bryant, retired. I mean, with all due respect to DCE, this was just the most ridiculous comparison I've ever heard. I understand what they're trying to say when the game is on the line. You want the ball to be in DCE's hand. You want the ball to be in Adam Reynolds' hand because they are the coolest cucumbers sort of guy. You all know how much I love Adam Reynolds, but if anyone tells me that Adam Reynolds reminds me of them of MJ or Kobe, I'm laughing at them. DCE, my God, please. Can we not do this? Can we not just just accept, hey, it's a four-horse race. There's been four really good players this year. There's been four great players that deserve a Dalian medal this year. Then there's been DCE, who's been really good. He's the next of the best bunch. We decided to go with five guys instead of four. But why are we pumping up the tires of DCE? By, like, Can you imagine how embarrassing that would have been for DCE to sit through an interview after they compare him to Michael Jordan? He would have been sitting there going, what are you doing to me? What on earth are you doing to me? Putting me on live TV after you compare me to some of the greatest sporting icons of all time. I mean, it is just ridiculous. I cannot... I can't even fathom how they came up with this. With all due respect to DCE, the team started like an absolute busted with him to kick off the year. Tom Trojevich came back, and then all of a sudden they exploded. Like, I, I think it's become pretty evident over the last few years that DCE plays his better football when he has Tom Trojevich with him, who is probably the best player in the game or a top three player in the game. He's the most talented guy in the game for me anyway. I mean, and that's no negative on DC. Of course, you are going to play better when you have the best player in your team, yeah? Please don't take this as a negative to DC because I'm a huge fan of him. I love what he does. I love the way he plays. But I mean, Jesus, can we look around the room? I mean, you you, you never heard, you know, oh, I don't know the careers of MJ and Kobe inside out, but... For me, I know that Kobe, him and Shaq were an unbelievable combo, and a lot of you guys will know this a lot better than me, but I've never heard anyone say Kobe was nothing without Shaq, you know? People will say DCE really struggles without Turbo, which, you know, the writing is kind of on the wall. Yes, he won a premiership 10 years ago. That wasn't his team. I mean, yes, he was the halfback. He did incredibly well, but, mate, that was Jamie Lyon, Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart, Brent Kite, these sort of guys. Like, that was their football side, you know? He did really well in it. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, since then, DCE hasn't won a comp. I don't know how on earth we can put him in this category of these other guys. And I'm making it sound like winning a comp is easy. It's not. It's incredibly difficult. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. 
But also, DCA hasn't been in a grand final in eight years. Granted, he got the Clive Churchill medal that night. Probably controversial, to be honest with you. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but good God, there was a lot of guys that did deserve it as well that night that I think were pretty hard done by. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it annoyed me, to be honest with you. As I said, maybe I'm overreacting, but this just made no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, just call it for what it is. He's the fifth option. He's had a much better season than 99% of this competition. He's been great, but he hasn't been in the same category as these other guys in his team. And there's nothing wrong with that when we're talking about the peak of the peak of players. Not everyone's going to get all the compliments in the world, but let's not start pairing up DCE with some of the greatest athletes, the greatest sportsmen we have ever ever seen because yes DCE is good in the clutch I understand that but DCE hasn't you know he hasn't achieved a huge moment he hasn't won a grand final in 10 years he hasn't been in a grand final in eight years I just thought this one was a little bit over the top and a little bit embarrassing for us I mean I don't think there is anyone anyone that sat and watched that comparison last night and went oh yeah I see it I mean every single person watching that sort of went what how 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 did that happen how how did we how are we telecasting this. This is just strange. And I felt for DCE. I did because he had to do an interview after someone else just uh, completely shit the bed and made a completely unfair comparison between him and two of the greatest sportsmen ever. It was a small thing. I get it. Maybe I am overreacting. I've said it a few times, but just didn't make any sense to me. Really looking forward to Daily M night next week where we get to see the real event and go through all that. We'll have heaps of content coming on that in the lead up to it. Really looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, this whole night just didn't quite make sense to me. And the old DCE Michael Jordan comparison probably my last straw for the evening. 